0: I'm 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 out of it, man. There's so much going on. There's merch. There's picnics. There's all kinds of <laughs> theme shows going on. I don't really understand. <laughs> Christy just sent me a, a show sheet today. For I haven't opened it, but I don't even know what it is. So I guess I'm doing a show called Too Many Mics with her at some point. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, with Mike Farnan, I Mike think. Mike Farnan.
0: Yeah. Oh okay, okay. Well when you're Mike you just think oh that's Farnan you don't think that's Mike you know right. there's too there are too many mics so I don't even think of the other mics in my life as mics <laughs> we do, we are just what we call each other too many mics right like I'm Frizz or McFrizz or Drew or whatever to all my Mike friends and yeah I don't even think it's of like them it's like the word Mike
2: has become meaningless yeah it's like hey Mike and no one
0: turns around <coughs> all right everything's been assigned uh, i got to warn you, um, I was looking at my notes for Friday a minute ago. Some of them don't make any sense to me. So <laughs> That's, we expect that. It's okay. Maybe I'll figure it out on the fly. But, <laughs> you know, because I think I'm being clever. It's because I don't want to like tip my hand for all my jokes or whatever I'm going to tell. Because we're going to steal
2: your jokes. Yeah. And then
0: I just look at it later and I go, yeah, I, <laughs> I've successfully <laughs> hidden my jokes yourself. from myself. Right. <laughs> Idiot. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we bring you an appreciation piece or a guest interview or a clip show. Uh, But on Mondays, we bring you a recap of the previous week's TBTLs. My name is Mike Frizzell. I'm also known as the Jail Dude. Uh, Pretty much anything except uh, Mike, actually. Just call me anything except Mike because I won't even turn around if you... Say Mike, because there are too many goddamn mics, which I guess we're going to get into with Mike Farnan on a future show. Um, I'm in Kyle, Texas. I live in an insect museum, surrounded by birds, finally, thankfully. And I can't do it all by myself, so up and down the most dangerous stretch of highway in America, I-35, where many people will meet their deaths this Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> um, I'm joined from New Brighton, Minnesota by uh, Ann Lundholm. Good morning, Ann. Good
1: morning. You're painting such a word picture.
0: <laughs> and from just up I-35 in Dallas, Texas, and don't worry, there will be lots of deaths between Austin and Dallas this weekend. I won't be out on I-35 at all, so don't worry about me. Meredith, I hope you won't be there, will you? I never leave the house. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You, that, Happy Memorial Day. Allergies stay in control, and you're not on I-35 Exactly. So, exactly. So today we're going to... Um, Give you some uh, LRB business. We have some things to take care of. Uh, We'll give you, of course, the week in review. We have some a lot of housekeeping lately. We were just talking before we turned on the mics about how much goddamn stuff is going on with the show these days. So we will get you updated on everything and, of course, let you know how to get involved if you want to be on the show. But first, LRB Business, the show that just came out on Friday, I was listening to last night with the delightful Sidney McElroy, and uh, Meredith, you were on that show. I wanted to be on there because it was about dogs, but it didn't work out. It was you and Bobby?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was bummed you weren't on it, too. It, it could have been all four of us and, and have been great, but um, we had some really fun uh, discussions about Mr. Knightley and the time that he went to the vet, and the, the, the vet called him fat.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we had that experience with um, one of our dogs. I think it was Ginger. There's there are four vets at the vet we go to, and um, I made the I didn't know that one of the vets was a Jerkington, mm-hmm. and so I made the appointment, <laughs> and we both took the dog in, and the Jerkington vet, you know, called Ginger fat, and the this vet didn't meet Ginger when we got her because she was like ninety pounds. She was just a butterball and. We got her down to about sixty-five, seventy pounds, and and but Jerkington was still calling her fat, and it made Emily mad. And so now we never, we never get that vet anymore. At least I know when I call to say, "Hey, is that Jerkington?" Because we'll all take a different <laughs> appointment on a less convenient day, just to avoid.
1: <laughs> just to avoid. Well, it just goes to show you have to check their credentials then. And if any of them went to Judgment Tech, then you know <laughs> right. that you don't schedule right. With them.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we have officially announced the LRB Picnic. We had a mini episode with, uh, what's that dude's name? Jeremy and Christy, uh, where they announced that that we have merchandise and we have the uh, picnic. And the picnic is going to be Friday, August 18th, 2017, at uh, from 5 to 10 p.m. at Woodland Park near Green Lake. It's uh, sort of between the zoo and the lake, if you're familiar at all with Seattle geography. Beautiful spot. And sounds like very casual and rainproof as there are covered areas. So I think it's going to be a very relaxed, enjoyable time. Uh, There will be no TBTL show, but those are always just, you know, interruptions into the actual fun anyway, as far as I'm (laughs) concerned.
1: Um, So we've had some questions already about the potluck sign up scheme. Do you want to detail that Mm. for people, Mike?
0: Yes. Um, I'll just... If if I were going to the picnic, which is unclear at this point, I'm not I'm not sure. Um you go by your last name, which for, for me, Frizell, F, and the front part of the alphabet means appetizer. Just think alphabet equals appetizer. So front part of the alphabet, appetizer. But then if your middle name um wait a minute, I'm already confused. Okay, if your middle name is is from the front part of the alphabet, then you're a double appetizer, so you should bring two appetizers. But if your last name—no, your first name—wait a minute, I have this all written down. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get this out to you. We'll get the we'll put this all in writing. Um, Anne has to bring desserts, right? That's a that's just happening. So um, she's the exception. The rest of us, it, it's going to be tightly regulated. Um, what you are allowed to bring, or what you're going to bring, what you will be proscribed to bring. Will be very clear by the time uh, the picnic rolls around. There, I mean, I've been working on this for a while. Let me just say that.
1: Well, and, and if if you bring something else, if you don't follow the rules, we're not letting you in. Oh no, I'm going to have a clipboard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to be checking people off and examining your dish. And if it doesn't pass, I'm sorry. You're going to have to go someplace else.
0: There will be spreadsheet. I think I think we allow the person in, but they have to themselves fire their dish straight into the trash in front of us. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And maybe burn it. Maybe burn it. I'm not sure. I don't want to be too harsh. Uh so this week there were some throw your phone moments and
1: Oh, yeah. We got a ton of feedback this week. I'm going to try and uh, go through it at a pretty good clip. But so many people said so many good things. I couldn't leave anything out. Um, I want to go back to the Lady Scientist show for just a minute because we had a, a late comment on it from Missy that was so good. She said, I'm surprised in the clip and in the chat about the man with no penis. The trans guys never came up. The surgery they talked about with an arm has been done for quite some time for trans men. Not incredibly often, but it's been done. So that was the guy who was born with no penis, and they took the skin from his arm to construct him a new penis. And I thought that was such a let, great Let comment. me just He's... say, let me just,
0: and let yeah. me just interrupt for a second and, and say, I'm going to tune out of the, the penis okay. surgery talk. Just, <laughs> just say, say, hey, Jail dude, wake up when it's over because I can't, I just can't listen right. to people talk about slicing penises and that stuff. I just can't do it.
1: All right, we'll see you in a minute.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> but uh, what my reaction was to Missy's awesome comment was that I'm not surprised that the guys on the show didn't think about that from their, mm-hmm. you know, white, cisgender, straight. Dude, perspective, but you know, maybe we should have thought of that, Meredith. It just never occurred to me. But what a great thing! I feel terrible that this didn't come up because it absolutely should have occurred
2: to us. Mm -hmm. Um, so excellent comment, Missy. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And uh, we we regret the error. I really, I really feel terrible that we didn't talk about that.
1: I know. Well, that's see, lady scientists can learn too. So now we know, yeah. Um, uh, jail dude, you can come back.
0: Oh, present, yes.
1: Um, uh, next up from the Dr. Jerkington show, we're getting lots of feedback, including Jeff says he wants to go back and fight Dr. Jerkington, um, for (laughs) Mm -hmm. his behavior. But Candy had a great story. Um, she said, this reminded me of the time I took my parents' dog to the vet. The vet says the dog is overweight and needs to go on a diet. The vet then says to the dog, you know, you don't need to take after your family. (sighs) Oh my God. That's the Dean of
0: Judgment Tech. Hmm.
1: Holy crap.
0: I guess I would respond to the vet, um, well, if there are nice people in your family, then that proves the rule that you don't have to take, (laughs) take after your family, you dick.
1: That would definitely be the last time I went to that vet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, continuing on we got a bunch of comments about last week's recap show jeremy our wants to let bobby know because bobby was talking about his idea for the show hobo chopped and i think meredith you and i can agree that when he brought it up we were like where is he going with this yep (laughs) But Jeremy wants to say that Hobo Chopped exists already. It's called Cutthroat Kitchen. And I went to the Wikipedia page for Cutthroat Kitchen. And I have to say, Jeremy, I did not see a single reference to hobos anywhere. But I'm going to trust you. (laughs) (laughs) Just shows that Bobby needs some work on his ideas. He's no Frizzell with the ideas. No,
0: certainly not.
1: (laughs) Um, So in the last recap, we mentioned that... um, when asked if his podcast The Sportive was going to join the 710 uh the 10710 network uh the stubot said no because Piper hates Bobby and he posted a correction to that he says Piper told me she's all right with you Bobby she was thinking of Frizell I regret the <laughs> error.
0: Mm. Well let, let me just say this about the The Sportive I en- I enjoy that podcast but they do not meet our audio quality standards. I will say that oh, no. coming from a terrible audio background in having done so many episodes of takedown that were unlistenable sportive is right there with takedown as far as their audio quality jeremy would not would not would not stand for it he would fix no it.
1: that's true excellent point Um, We've got a comment on the Home Depot apron talk from Andrea Ballard. She said this reminded her of the time she tried to sell her husband's old FedEx uniform on eBay. Uh, She says, it got pulled immediately and I got an actual phone call from eBay telling me how dangerous that is. People buy the uniforms to impersonate couriers and gain access to people's home and business. The eBay rep told me I, quote, lacked a criminal mindset, unquote, which is a compliment, (laughs) I think.
0: Yeah, that's the first thing I would think is like, yeah, some dude just going to buy this and just go around picking up packages and just saying, mm-hmm. "Sorry, this one was misdelivered," and just sticking it in his car and driving away.
1: Oh well, apparently I lack a criminal mindset as well because I never considered that. I, I I've heard about um, people impersonating law enforcement, but I'd never considered uh, FedEx or UPS drivers.
0: Well, there's so much package theft that goes on. You, you would think, um, just take that extra step if you're a package thief. Just you know, get yourself a nice UPS or FedEx uniform and it will at least, um, I think you'll get away with your crimes for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You're still going to get caught, but.
1: Oh, God, the mind of the criminal mastermind. Um, sure. Sure. And uh, Emily, the last thing about last week's recap, Emily Lind says that she wanted to clarify, we were talking about the Maria Bamford commencement speech and the never say no without a number that her advice that her financial advisor had given her. Um, and Mar- Emily says, Maria was joking about Elliot Cation being her financial financial manager. Her old friend Jackie Cation is a comic I love. I listened to both her podcasts and her stories about her old school salesman dad, are great. Never say no without a number is one of many lines of wisdom he has to give. And I kind of knew that when we were talking about it, that it, she was making a joke, but we were sort of in the conversational um, current. And so we, we sort of got swept away. But thanks, Emily. And I think I will check out Jackie's podcast, see if it's something that appeals to me. And then uh, finally, in in my random category, uh, we got another amazing email from bob stein um which had many very lovely and interesting things to say but the last paragraph he uh wrote was particularly interesting to me and he was talking about uh a couple of weeks ago now when andrew was shit talking himself in the bathroom that whole prank phone call thing and we talked about maybe he might actually want to get some professional help for uh as bob says berating himself out loud um He says, I thought your take on this was spot on. Mr. Walsh could probably benefit from a little therapy. Uh, And then he goes on to say, however, I think it's probably difficult to persuade people to seek help if they're either resistant to it or view their life as mostly good. Andrew can lead his life as he sees fit. However, if one is putting one's life out for public consumption five days a week, one should not be surprised that people might be concerned at what they're hearing and urge one to get help. Yes, we just want you to be happy, Andrew. Thank you, Bob, for agreeing with me. All right. And then finally, one more thing. Oh, there's one more. One more thing, uh, a moment of joy from Nick Kennedy. He just wanted to let us know that uh, his moment of joy is the full version of the did you poop (laughs) drop? He said that never (laughs) fails to lift my mood. (laughs)
0: That is a perfect transition to the Week in Review, uh, Monday, 2385, TBTLO from the other side. The Complete Did You Poop opens the episode, a uh, great way to to open a Monday, and Nick Jarn from Cairo, formerly of Cairo, now of some sort of nerd podcast, nerd, Northwest Nerd, Nerds mm-hmm. Northwest, Nerd by Northwest, Um. Lots of podcasts with nerd in the title. I'm not going to lie to you. It gets a little confusing after a while. Um, He is co-hosting. They talk about the uh, sea lion video, which I didn't check out just because I, I I mean, I heard about it and I, it sounds terrifying. Some little girl gets taken underwater by a sea lion. Did you uh, you, you see this?
2: Yeah, it's scary. It's startling, even though you know it's going to happen. And I watched it in GIF form, which means it just looped over and over and over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is there a happy ending? Does the kid? Well,
2: she's fine. Um, Okay. She's fine. So I guess that's the only happy ending. The sad thing is that they were, well, I guess there's some debate about this, whether they were feeding a wild animal or not, if they were supposed Mm -hmm. to be there or not. Um, But in general, I guess that's a good uh, PSA. Stay away from wild animals. Don't feed Uh them.
0: Well, especially keep your small pets and small children away from them because the the animals are going to want to have a little taste of them. I mean, they'll probably spit them out, you know, because they're not what they're used to eating. But they are the size of things that they're used mm-hmm. to eating, so it's it's an attractive nuisance if you get near an alligator, or a sea lion, or some large large uh, carnivorous mammal. Um, that they're going to want to eat your eat your kid or your pet, so. I'm really glad I didn't watch it. For some reason, the newlywed game, um, the uh, weirdest, strangest place that, uh, (laughs) I don't know why I still find it funny, strangest place you ever had an urge to make whoopee, and the lady says, in the ass.
1: (laughs) When did we stop calling it whoopee?
0: When the newlywed game went off the air? (laughs) Probably. Uh, there's a lot of random stuff on Monday. They're, they do a lot of reminiscing over the night show. I guess there was some uh, bit where where Andrew read Kanye lyrics when K- uh, Kanye album came out or something.
1: Uh, a transcript of Kanye reprimanding a paparazzo is what my notes oh, say. Oh right, right,
0: right, right, right. Okay. Um, they're Then. Then they get into an actual bit that uh, that. Andrew wanted to do, and Nick seemed very reluctant to do, and that was the. There's a, a Google. The Google app now offers pithy answers to uh, questions in email. Like if someone asks you, uh, "Hey, you want to meet at the coffee shop at ten tomorrow?" and then there'll be like three answers: uh, "Yeah, sure," to or "No, can't make it," or "I'm not sure." Have you guys seen this app? Is it? It's just on your phone, and and you just there's a box you can check? How does yeah, it's it
2: work? A, it's in the Gmail app, the dedicated Gmail app, and it works on Android and iPhone. And once you go to respond to an email, there's just three little boxes at the bottom of the screen that you can choose to send a quick reply.
0: And there's no better way to let someone that you know that you're giving very little thought to their <laughs> existence in the world. <laughs> Than to just click a click an answer.
2: And, I can't be bothered to type the word sure.
0: <laughs> right, I don't have time. I'm pressed for time, and I cannot. I cannot <laughs> respond. I have to check a box. So the the point was, uh, Andrew wanted to see if Google would offer pat responses to criminal questions. You know, uh-huh. um, you want to help me murder my wife tomorrow night <laughs> or something? <laughs> sure. What time? <laughs> I, I thought it was a good idea for a bit. And then Nick was like, I'm not typing that into Google. Like, dude, you're on you're on a podcast here. If something ever happens, you know, there's a recording here of, of you. This is a bit.
2: But what cracked me up is that Andrew made Nick do the sending. Why won't Andrew send it to Nick?
0: Because mm.
2: he doesn't want to be responsible.
0: I, I don't know. I, I mean, I just didn't see. Uh, Nick's hesitation was weird to me. I guess he didn't think through you know like you wouldn't want to type that like if we weren't recording this and this wasn't going to be out in the world on monday morning and i and and meredith asked me to type into google you know let's go rob that bank in midland you know tomorrow (laughs) afternoon i don't think i would type it in you know but but there's a record of it being a bit i'm fine
2: well, and all I guess right. the, the good thing about this is there we, we now know how IP addresses work, and we also know that they're both on Andrew's Wi-Fi, which is called Robotron. <laughs> so this all comes back to Andrew anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's worried about people finding his address. Now they have his IP, Now we have his IP address.: We have his know. Wi-Fi address, address. Right. Right, right.: <laughs> uh, So we, I think it could have been a better bit if Nick were more down, but it was all right. Um, then, uh, top story. Tanawanda sandwich guy. I thought this was a pretty interesting story and Emily and I disagreed on this. I'm fine with this guy. You know, he's, he's got his routine. It's a nice shady spot. It's always open, which means it's not a busy street. It's not a, if that, if that parking spot in front of that people's house is open at the same time every week since the beginning of time until the end of time, this is not a par a parking situation, you know what I mean? No,
2: it's not. No, Mm-mm. it's a he. They're freaking him out a little bit, I think, and they're not dealing with it very well. <laughs> clearly, like they get in their car and follow him back to his work. That's, That's insane. Up. Why not confront him on your own property and say, "What are you doing here?" But he's not even on their property.
1: Well, no, he's not. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing that um that I saw when I went to read the article was so. Uh, Andrew and Nick talked about this lady Barbara Tucker who was like, no, you park under the tree and come sit on my porch and eat your sandwich Mm -hmm. the tree was in front of her house so these are people down the street who saw this and don't like it
0: (laughs) I would, I don't know, I think the next time I went to to eat that sandwich I would never break eye contact with the people in the window (laughs) While I ate my sandwich. I don't care if the sandwich got all over me.
2: They should download Nextdoor, take pictures of the guy and upload them with something (laughs) racist, just like everybody else does.
0: Right. Suspicious guy eating sandwich Mm -hmm. every Thursday morning at 1130.
2: (laughs)
1: Well, I agree that it's totally silly of them. They should just let him be. But to Nick's point, if they come out and say, hey, you're freaking us out. You want to go somewhere else? I'd be like, sure. What, it's not worth it to me to make a stand over my sandwich place. They no. may be in the wrong, but just in the interest of let's not even deal with this. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Maybe he mm. should take that one lady's suggestion and go eat at the cemetery. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always quiet. It's, it's always quiet, quiet over Nobody at the Nobody bothers you there. <sighs> oh, right. Well, yeah, And you're sort of echoing what Emily says. Like, why, why bother? Just go somewhere else. And, and I'm like, he's got a good spot. It's right, it's, it's
1: his right to do it, but why feel the need to assert their right? It's sort of—I was thinking Bring about it a little. W two, <laughs> I was thinking about it in context of um, the age-old issue of reclining your seat on the airplane, mm-hmm. and it is the person's total right to recline their seat. But wouldn't it be nice if they didn't? Wouldn't it be nice to me if they didn't? That's a so, physical. Um, I, I know. I just thing. feel it's the same thing. It's totally the guy's right to eat there. But if it bothers someone, why don't you just go somewhere else?
0: No, no, no. I'm bringing my W-2 and I'm pointing to where I pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pointing at it and I say, that means this road, this is mine. And I'm going to sit here and eat my sandwich. And I'm not even going to blink while I look at you.
2: Now, I don't know these people's background, but um if in my life, if this was happening on my street, Duff has, uh, I think I've mentioned it before, ghetto PTSD from growing up in inner city Detroit. Mm-hmm. He knows all the cars on the street. He knows the neighbor's cars. um, He knows what's usually parked where. And if something's out of whack, he gets a little wigged out. Well, this would be
0: in whack though. This guy's here this guy's here every week. (laughs) (laughs) If he didn't show up, then you'd be like, Oh, we gotta find this guy. Uh What happened to dude?
2: Right. But when, there was one time when our neighbors were having an estate sale. And you know how people will camp out early, early, yeah, early in it's the morning. ridiculous. For, so there was a, a, a random car parked on our street at 5.36 in the morning. And he was mm-hmm. just at the window like, what is happening? I'm watching this guy. I've got his license plate. I'm going to
0: call the cops. Well, you can actually, from your property, an air horn is pretty good <laughs> to wake people up. <laughs> yep. You can do that from your own property and yeah. still have the desired effect. All right. Um, That led Andrew to recount his Your Cars Running guy who was bothering him when he was trying to do a podcast. And it reminded me of a a time when Emily was staying with me for the summer in Redmond. And I worked every Saturday. I worked every Saturday in the summers when I was uh, working for Papa John's because we would have events at different stores. And Emily, you know, it was her day off, so she wanted to go do fun stuff, so I would take the dogs with me to work, because they couldn't be left in the apartment, because they'd just start barking. So I would have the dogs with me in the Jeep. Um, it was our company Jeep. And one day, we I was out in Maple Valley, and we were having an event there, and I left the dogs in the Jeep. The trailer is behind the Jeep. I have banners attached to it and all that shit for for the event and the dogs are sleeping in the car and I, I locked them in the car with the air conditioning running. And I was inside the restaurant. I was in the office with the general manager and one of the um, team members came back and said, "Uh, there's a lady that, that, that says that uh, some dogs are going to die in the parking lot. (laughs) Oh God. And I came out and the lady and, and I said, yeah, those are my dogs. And, And she said, I can't believe you left your dogs in the car like this. It's, it's about 68 degrees in that car. They're, they're the most comfortable. It's 95 outside, you know, and I was like, they're about the most comfortable beings on the planet right now. So, you know, thanks, but but no thanks. People love to get involved in shit, and they don't mm-hmm. do the proper investigation. If you walked up to that car, you would, you would feel that it's running. Right. You know, they just saw two dogs in a car. Go, oh, my God, I'm going to save the world. You know, no, you're not. You're going to be a jackass because the dogs are, are they, I want to be in that car with those dogs.
2: <laughs> you need to print out one of those signs and stick it to your window that says the air is on, they've got water, and they're listening to their favorite song.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. I just downloaded their favorite uh, BarkBox yeah. podcast. So they're good. They're good. Have you either of you ever had experiences where like, people would get up in your business and the when you're in, uh, out in public
2: um not with the dog necessarily like I leave Eddie I, I try to bring him with me on errands as much as I can and I'll bring him inside places he's allowed and I will I want him to be cool chilling in the car mm-hmm. um, if if I'm going to the grocery store or whatever and if it's hot I will leave the uh, I'll leave the air on I'll leave the car running leave the air on and roll up the windows if it's not I will Leave the windows rolled down, um, and I have had people walk by and look at him and be a little concerned. But the windows are rolled down. There's no, you know, there's no danger of anyone having to break my window to to bust him <laughs> out. Um, but mostly, they just want to like look at the doggy. So, luckily, I Aww. don't think that's really happened. To so me.
0: cute. Yet. Yeah, I, I would love for for that woman to have smashed the window open and gotten a blast of cold of air. Cold so. air. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was refreshing. It's hot out here. Um all right. The uh well, who's gonna read Bobby's margin notes on the Tonawanda?
2: <laughs> he Not really me. did a deep dive on Tonawanda.
0: Yeah, and can you roll
1: All right. Bobby's Tonawanda <laughs> treatise. <laughs> Andrew did pronounce Tonawanda correctly. There are actually three Tonawandas, the town of Tonawanda, the city of Tonawanda, and the city of North Tonawanda. The cities of T and NT are known locally as the Twin Cities, which I, Anne, object to. (laughs) Uh, Continuing with uh, Bobby's paragraph, I was offered a crappy layout and editing job at the Tonawanda News, and that's what helped me decide I absolutely did not want to work in girls off the edge. I absolutely did not want to work in newspapers. (laughs) The Tonawanda news ended up folding a couple of years ago. That's probably enough about (laughs) Tonawanda. Thanks, Bobby. Not
0: not a great place to work for the newspaper or eat your sandwich in peace.
2: It sounds like Bobby is, he's camping with his wife this weekend in the greater Meredith area. (laughs) That's right. Um, He's in Meredith, New Hampshire, or at least around there.
0: And he has some interesting souvenirs that he's trying to trying to foist on me. i can't wait uh top story two there are bunnies dying in second life which apparently still exists
1: i'm sorry quote bunnies quote dying yeah
2: (laughs) i cannot believe that they thought this was actually sad this is not real in any (laughs) sense of any anything
0: I got um, real bunny deaths going on in our backyard. We've had two litters of bunnies slaughtered.
2: Two. Oh. Yeah, we had
0: another one more recently. We think the we think the lawnmower yeah, got do
2: it. Yeah. No, now that's yeah. actually sad. Digital bunnies being starved to death or put in a state of <laughs> suspended quote unquote animation
0: is <laughs> not sad. No, no, and the the thing about actual bunnies too is, that, I mean, it's sad, but believe me, they're making more of them all the time. Yeah, that's there's true. another litter bunnies coming right right behind. Me. Do you even say litter? I don't even know what you say. Yeah.
2: Yeah, movies, yeah. Probably.
0: Let's see. Uh there's a there's a discussion of comic book and versus graphic novel. Um Northwest Nerds, that's the name of the podcast. I finally saw it. Uh Luke, they were talking about how Luke got in trouble with people when he uh, made fun of Twitch on right. CBS this morning. Mm-hmm. Um I remember that, and I remember Luke being in trouble and i have I have uh at least one friend who's big into gaming and twitch and all that uh I think Luke was right. I think Twitch is stupid, and that that's okay. I mean I'm into stupid stuff myself. I mean a lot of people are into stupid stuff it doesn't be just the fact that it's popular doesn't mean that it's not stupid. I mean a lot of people voted for Donald Trump, and that was really stupid. A lot so, of people
2: watch wrestling
0: still, yeah, that's totally stupid. And that's your right to do something stupid, but don't don't try to defend it as not being stupid because because it, it is watching people play video games on on right. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're
2: stupid. No, 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 that not it's at all stupid. Right, and you can enjoy something and
0: also acknowledge that it's stupid at the same time. <laughs> right, right, right. My friend, my friend Kirsch is one of the smartest guys I know, but he's really into Twitch. And that's the only thing that's really stupid about him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can say the same thing about three or four different things that I do. You know. Oh, Mike, yeah, he's a cool guy, but, oh, God, he does some stupid shit, you know? That's okay. Twitch is stupid. Luke was right. You know, it's okay. Uh, Andrew describes uh, his house, and he talks about open world games, which is kind of his jam. They were really in the weeds for a while here on Monday.
2: He was talking about, what, his Minecraft house that he built?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His Minecraft. Yeah,
1: yeah the The whole thing where they completely skipped emails again, just to talk more <laughs> about Andrew's <laughs> video game preferences and second life and stuff, I was mad that they skipped emails last week so that Luke could make thirty seconds of stupid noise. But what is going on with the skipping of emails? This is not interesting enough
0: to skip emails that's that's true it's all right to skip skip stuff if you are really. You know, you're hitting on something. But when you're describing your house from Minecraft in detail <laughs> and, and someone is hanging in the balance, you know, someone send an email in and they're like, oh, I think this was interesting. Maybe they'll talk about it. And then they, they skip it for that. That's, that's kind of sad.
2: Well, and the tens, the emails are often my favorite part. The tens are mm-hmm. so interesting and have such mm-hmm. good ideas and, and, and I always have something interesting to say. So I, I am always sad when they skip emails for something uh, dumb.
0: Yeah. Well we did get to hear about how Andrew was pulling his neighbor's weeds. That was, right. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I wish I wish my neighbor would come pull my weeds. No kidding. <laughs> I can't believe he thought he was offending them. I mean they were probably watching through the window going, Shh, shh. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> right. See how <laughs> far he'll going. go. Maybe he'll go all come all the way up to the house. But that's all I have for Monday.
2: All right, Tuesday, 2386, Knee Deep in Monkey Business. Um, Luke is still out, so today we've got Phyllis and Steve Cher as guest hosts, which is terrific. Yep. Um, it's a little warm. Phyllis busts out her Fancy Lady fan. Um, she sent many of us these Fancy Lady fans. I love mm-hmm. mine. Also something to stick in my ear, which I have been afraid to use.
0: I, I used it a couple times. It works great.
2: My doctor said don't stick anything in your ear and I'm afraid.
0: <laughs> well, what's a doctor going to say? It's like it's <laughs> like when when we were talking about um would would your your doctor allow you to smoke weed while you're pregnant, you know? There's really been not a lot of study on that, but of course the doctor's going to say no. Well, they're going
2: to err on the side of don't puncture your eardrum and don't right. get your baby high. Yeah, right. don't,
0: yeah, don't get high and fall down the stairs while you're pregnant. And also don't stick things in your ear because I don't trust how far you're going to stick them in there because you're not a doctor.
2: That's true. That's true. Of so course you, had you had
0: could skewer your brain point. if you, stick, yeah. you <laughs> decide to stick that thing just
2: jam three it in inches there. further
0: than it, it should go, right? <laughs>
2: Well, there's an episode of Girls that has kind of scarred me about this. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but she gets a little obsessed with a Q-tip and it gets stuck. Oh. And it still gives me the willies oh. to think about it. And she spends like half the episode walking around going trying to get to the doctor with this thing sticking
0: out. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, I'll never do it again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um we acknowledge Phyllis's awesome uh accolades, her uh and DI uh editor of the year. Um she gets some, some serious props from Steve on that. Um it looks like Steve uh, uh, listened to the Rudy show.
1: Was that the the last time that he was on, Anne? Uh, the one where they went for the walk on the beach? Yeah. Um, I don't remember that part. The note that I put down was that I was so impressed, not that I should ever be surprised by Phyllis, but that last night, Monday night, she listened to that episode three times to prepare to be on TVTL with Steve. Does Phyllis have some sort of time machine?
2: Because I don't know how she does anything that she does. <laughs> I don't she know. Listens, it's pretty amazing.
0: She listens to the same episodes of podcasts over and over and over and over
2: and it's, still listens to every podcast of every other show.
0: But she doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts, though. Just, she
2: listens to all of Howard Stern and all of TBTL and all of LRB and right. Takedown over and over and over.
0: Right. But, but she doesn't have like a f- huge catalog. Like a lot of us, like if you, you looked at my phone right now, there's probably 25 or 30 podcasts in there. And I feel helpless against it, you know? <laughs> so, so she what? has like four things and she just listens to them intensely. Okay. Well, I'm impressed, Phyllis. Oh, I'm not that I'm not impressed. Phyllis is well, impressive yeah. in every way.
2: Um, today is World Turtle Day, um, and we find out that adorably Steve volunteers at the uh, the aquarium. I think um, the Pacific Science Center, and oh, right, he takes right. care of some box turtles and some Western pond turtles. And we learn a little bit about them, which is really adorable and fascinating. And of course, uh, Andrew, who loves quizzes, comes up with a turtle quiz. And uh, the only thing I wrote down about that is that Phyllis did a really excellent joke about how you identify a snapping turtle. (laughs) It's going like this.
0: That was that was the best. That was the best joke I had ever. I laughed out loud. Props for that. If if you're gonna put me in charge of some animals at the zoo or Pacific Science Center or the aquarium, turtles would be perfect because they're Mm -hmm. they ain't gonna get away. You know, they live forever. You know, because I just don't want to be the guy. Hey, you're in charge of this fish over here, and then like the next day it's tits up, and I'm oh
2: man. Well, you know, so we had turtles when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my stepdad was an avid wildlife uh, rescuer for certain animals. Um, we would take them to the to the you know animal sanctuary sometimes, but all, if it was like a box turtle or a painter turtle, he would bring them home, and we would we would keep them. Uh, in our yard or in the, you know, an aquarium or whatever. Um, and then eventually, once they were okay to go back, he would release them back into an appropriate uh, habitat. And we had this one turtle that had been unfortunately kind of uh, chewed on by probably a raccoon and it was missing its uh, front right leg and its back left leg. So it had two legs and it could get around just fine. We called this thing Stumpy. That was my uh, <laughs> name for it. It ran away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you you shouldn't have made it go to bed at nine o'clock. Shouldn't have made it him little, eat his peas.
2: He had his little bindle over yeah. one shoulder. <laughs> Screw this. And it was limping away s- slowly. Yeah.
0: Well, they can move if they really want to. He had some bananas some and some books.
2: Yep. He's all set. <laughs> Um, the real big story of the day is uh, Steve tells us all about his horrible bike accident. Um, the, the He got hit uh, by a car while he was riding his bike by somebody who kind of zipped through a parking lane going way too fast. And he was very, very badly hurt, but uh, he, he's recovering. It's been, what, about a year, I think, since this happened?
0: I hope he ruins that person.
2: Ugh. I want to hear about these pending legal actions. It's not pending anymore. I hope Steve's
0: on easy street for the rest of his life.
2: Gosh, because, I mean, it broke several bones. And the most horrifying part was that it split his nose in half. Yeah. Um, and I had a couple notes on that. He was so impressed with the surgeon. And I bet you, he said he didn't have any plastic surgery, but I would bet anything that it was a plastic surgeon who came and stitched him up. Mm-hmm. Um, people think that plastic surgeons just do like nose jobs and stuff. But right. they are often responsible for fixing up people who have smashed up their faces. Oh, yeah. And
0: That's a, probably can, a big part of their, their job, at least yeah. in, initially when you get out of school is you got to go earn your bones cosmetic
2: surgery is different from plastic surgery right right um so i've got a friend actually who's a plastic surgeon and she does mostly pediatric stuff so kids who have been in car accidents and the you know you can sew up their wounds in such a way that it's not going to leave terrible scars Mm -hmm. and often plastic surgeons are the ones who have the the skill and the the training necessary to do that um not that people in the er can't but um, I would bet anything that this woman who stitched him up was a plastic surgeon. Um, I think we, it's really important to point out that he was wearing a helmet that definitely, definitely saved his life. Luke, mm-hmm. take note. Helmets save lives. And then they talk a lot about bike safety. Well, and how
0: well protective helmets save lives. Other helmets not- <laughs> just cost $800 and do nothing. But-
2: and <laughs> do nothing but talk at you.
0: <laughs>
2: he was wearing a bike helmet, an approved bike helmet.
0: <laughs> Although the baldness helmet, you know, if that's all you got... Throw that be thing better on than there. nothing. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, they talk about how uh, uh, drivers should uh, be a lot more careful about bike uh, cyclists and that perhaps the speed limit should be lower and that we should make eye contact with um, the cyclists to make sure that everybody's aware of what's going on. I think that's a really good point. Um, it's true that um, cyclists need to obey the rules, but they're not the ones driving, you know, two ton death machines. -hmm. Right. Um, So the drivers are the ones who need to take more responsibility
1: there. I'm always aware, even if it's it's my right. I I don't care. I'm and as a cyclist, if it's my right, I'm not going to take it in front of the car that's coming at me. I'd rather be alive. No, you err on the side of caution.
2: Mm -hmm. Correct. Exactly. Um,
1: Andrew goes to great
2: pains to talk about what a great driver he is. Um, and all I could think of through that whole discussion was all the road rage stories we've heard Mm -hmm. out of him in the past.
0: (laughs) Hey, did, did either of you notice, uh, when they were doing the video this week for the newsletter that Andrew was doing all the head checks. Yeah. (laughs) Luke was doing, even though Luke was driving, Mm -hmm. like he wasn't relaxed passenger. It wasn't in relaxed passenger mode. He was in like co-driver mode. Like he was a driving instructor.
2: I doubt Andrew's ever in relaxed passenger mode. He's backseat <laughs> driving all the time.
0: Right. It made me nervous because I was like, who has the steering wheel here? Because their heads were moving in unison like like we, we used to have those two dogs that were brothers. And they would go on a walk and their heads would swivel at the exact same <laughs> thing. So I'm like, who's in charge of this walk?
2: Yeah. Um, Phyllis and Andrew kind of bond over both having had manual transmission Toyota Tercels uh Phyllis tells a cute story about how she had those crank windows and so when a dude motioned for her to roll it down
0: she looked real cool going <laughs> Does
2: that
0: does that motion still still work to roll your, it
2: down I guess that's going to phase out isn't it cuz kids are going to be like what are you do you, do you doing just with your hand there
0: mock hitting a, the, the little button like could you like, I need to talk to you about your sandwich could you just <laughs> no i'm not gonna roll down my window and talk about my sandwich i'm just gonna continue eating it this is a free country go get an air horn if you want me out of here
2: all right we get an email from jen in san francisco talking about uh pedestrians saving parking spots and the um relative legality of that of people standing in the road so that when a car circles back they can have the spot or people um the time-honored tradition of uh of putting a folding chair in front of your house. And and in, in the north, in the snowy frozen tundra of the north, that's often because you just spend a bunch of time mm-hmm. uh uh clearing it out and shoveling it. And so I've only ever done that when I was like, I'm gonna go get my car real quick. Like mm-hmm. put the thing there for just a second and then that's my spot. That's the only time I've ever really done that, but I've also never lived in a huge city like Chicago.
0: Do people do that like when they go to work and put a chair? I mean I don't know what's the I, limit I think on what they do
2: in Boston, I think so,
0: yeah. Hmm. We got four paragraphs on Tanawanda, but nothing nothing, nothing from on Bobby parking. on this one.
2: <laughs> Andrew brings up his parking fight again. Um, <laughs> and this actually comes up later in the week too,
1: because Luke is actually getting irritated with the parking situation in front of Welsh Welsh and doormat mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this whole conversation was that Phyllis was just loving it as obviously Steve doesn't know the story and Andrew's telling him the short version Phyllis was just laughing and she was so excited to be talking about this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And somebody offers to get a pink pen, right. To, uh, (laughs) to write some notes. Uh, we get another email from listener Emily, who is shame-eating Burger King in her minivan. Um, she she earned it. Sounds like she was having a rough day. She had to take her mom to the oncologist, and she's got a little baby and then a toddler. The toddler was out uh, with a, with another friend, so she felt like she had carte blanche to have her fries and her veggie burger in peace without her kid <laughs> nagging on her about it. And I liked Steve's comment that that there's no such thing as, as shame-eating. He eats pridefully. He will... Uh, slam
1: a bag of jelly beans and feel great about it. And I I love that. Way to go, Steve. All right. So we go to Wednesday, number 2387, Soft Talk After Dark. Uh, Luke listened back to yesterday's show for all the talk they do about not listening to the show when they're on it. He actually did. And he Loved it. And that of course drives Andrew to say that he figures that there is a contingent of people who just turn it off when they hear his voice first on the intro. I don't think so. Do you think that there are people that just are like, Ugh no Luke, I'm out of here? Maybe.
2: It's never occurred to me. Uh-uh.
0: I think we would have heard heard from them because people post on the Sten's page hurtful comments when they when they come to mind. Yeah, the stuns don't hold back. Yeah, we've That's seen true. we've seen a post where someone said, "I don't like Phyllis." You know
2: and like, what? What's you wrong know
0: with you? She's
1: a person, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: she's a person with a Facebook account. They're not expensive. We all have Facebook accounts.
1: <laughs> so Andrew has to dissect his performance um, while Luke was out, and he thinks that he was much better on Tuesday than on Monday, uh, despite the fact that he was extremely prepared for Monday and not so much for Tuesday. Um, If being extremely prepared means having the Google story,
0: then... Maybe don't prepare so much, <laughs> Andrew. I didn't mind the Google one. I just thought Nick could have played along a little better. I know
2: you oh. didn't mind it, but I was horrified. I know. I thought I it should was have terrible. said this on Monday, but I was like, I can't believe they're sending emails back and forth as content.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think if it were executed better, I think everyone could have enjoyed it. Perhaps he, he should have told Nick beforehand. I'm going to ask you to type some things into Google about murdering people. <laughs> so. Be be prepared to do it and not just say, I don't know, I'm scared.
1: (laughs) Uh, Once again, he critiques all his vocal tics, uh, like, sort of, you know. He says he needs to slow down and not say those three things. That's funny because I think Luke went on a campaign way back in the radio days where he was supposed to get the buzzer if he said like. And that kind of stuff just doesn't work. So I... Mm -hmm. I wish him luck with no, it. No, and Andrew
2: said this several times, and it's it's not changed. No, uh uh-uh. uh I think he probably think forgets about, about it, it as soon in, as in the
1: moment. Yeah. Um, uh, Paula Poundstone mentioned our friend Lynn on the Late Show with Colbert. I don't want to talk about it too much because uh, Lynn was so embarrassed by all the attention that um, it brought out his his social anxiety. He said so. We don't want to drag you through it. Too much more, buddy, but um, uh, Andrew said that nobody was talking about it on the Stens page, except for the fact that there were three separate threads going on talking about how Lynn got a name check on Colbert. So uh, I guess Andrew taking Facebook off of his phone is already affecting how much he sees. Um, The more interesting thing that this led to was that Paula said that people cheat on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And that leads to a discussion of whether that's true. And uh, Luke talks about the stuff like you, c- you can be asked fewer questions or s- stuff like that that's just logistical. Um, but then he was making some sort of vague references to a-, a person that does cheat. So I went back and I looked at who was on the episode and it was Luke and Paula and Roxanne Roberts. And he did mention that Roxanne writes her Bluff the Listener story so boringly that that's the one that always gets picked as the real story.
0: <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. I, well, maybe it's not intentional. Maybe she just writes a little boringly. You yeah, know? maybe
1: she's not that funny. Yeah.
0: Right, right. <laughs> the true scorecard on a show like that is, is how many spoofs you get in, you know? Are you the one who brought the house down three times? Right. Or you know, I don't want to win the thing. I don't give a shit about that. But but did did I make everyone laugh? That's the point of the uh-huh. show.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it's not to as Andrew suggests the the whose line is it anyway level of points giving, but. Um, but Lynn points out lots of mistakes in his mm-hmm. uh, stats roundup for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, Luke also says that some people bring notes for the lightning fill in the blank round, and the people who do that mm-hmm. are generally the ones who win. And I don't see how that can be considered cheating. Just because no. you prepare for the quiz no. doesn't make it cheating.
0: When you don't want to prepare for something and someone else does prepare for it, that's when you call them cheaters. You know? <laughs> When you, you're you never going to be like Mr. Diligent or whatever, and you see people who are, then you scoff at them. And in this right. case, you call them cheaters.
1: Uh, so we also learned from this that Bill Curtis is, as Luke says, certifiable uh, and obsessed with Carrie, which is an interesting <laughs> tidbit. Wow. He calls her a baby.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I was... he, he asked Luke, how's your baby?
0: Yeah. The the thing about that is, Emily watches so many crime shows that the sound of his voice it, it's not jovial to me. It's not he's not the voice of wait wait to me. When I hear his voice, I'm like, oh god, some murder just happened. <laughs> so if he was like interested in talking to or about my wife, I'd be like, this isn't going to end well. Somebody's getting murdered, probably me.
1: Uh, yeah, he does come off as kind of cuckoo on the show. Even mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not. I- I'm often not quite sure where he's going to go with something that he's saying, but he is entertaining. A little unhinged, That's for sure. Yep. Uh, the dazzling donor of the day is Doctor Jim, um, which causes Luke to apologize to all the PhDs that he insulted in the last week. Good. Uh, there's more talk about that later. Uh, uh, Doctor Jim is amazing. He did a TVTL themed run. Like he spelled out the word TBTL in his 15-mile run, as well as running past Man. some kind of TBTL uh, landmarks and uh, places. Um, what made me laugh in this was Luke was kind of trying to, to paint the picture and said that Dr. Jim loaded up his janky MP3 player to do his run, and then casually reveals that he's already lost his iPod Nano that he bought <laughs> as <laughs> part of the light bulb thing. <laughs>
0: of course. <sighs> Where are we with the brick phone? Does he have that?
2: We haven't heard anything about it since his one weekend trial run.
0: Okay.
1: I bet you it, it, it ends up in the same spot as his Nano. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Jim had a peak TVTL afternoon, and that was totally awesome. Uh, the top story today is that the, there was an article in the Paris Review, which Luke says is mostly beyond his abilities to read, that's all about the forgotten joys of the screensaver that talks about how he used to freak <laughs> out over the need to save your monitor in the 90s, which gets them into tech talk. And Luke says that in the 80s that they had an off-brand computer instead of the Apple IIe. Because of course the Burbanks are going to have off-brand computers, but I just kind of impressed if they were as poor as he says they were that they had a computer of any kind mm-hmm. in the eighties. And then they talk about screensavers for the a while. They talk about the flying toasters, and they talk about <laughs> the brick wall in the maze. They talk about the pipes. I do. I'm very fond of that pipes, the 3D pipes one, because when mm. I was first going to therapy in college when I was a junior, my therapist had the pipes as his screensaver and he would sit at his desk, but then he would turn around and (laughs) I sat on the love seat talking to him. And so over his shoulder was the monitor with pipes going all the time. And I used to just stare at them while I was talking to him. So that's pretty burned in my brain.
0: That's how you get obsessed with stuff like that. I think I remember like talking on the phone with friends for like, Long periods of time and and watching, just watching the screen bounce. You know the little thing bounce around the screen. And i mm-hmm. i put I put the direct tv one that I happen to be looking at while listening to the show <laughs> <laughs> up on the Stens page, and it's just the tv logo just
1: bouncing around. This
0: bounce around. You go. It's gonna hit the corner this time. It's really gonna hit. No, it missed the
1: corner. <laughs> yeah, Luke talks about that in in context of his DVD player that would have that particular bouncy logo screensaver and about how uh, he and Carrie had a lot of sort of long and deep and profound conversations while while watching that. And then mm-hmm. he talks about uh, growing up, sort of a similar thing that you fix your attention on while you're having uh, these deep conversations that his parents had a burled wood clock that uh, he would stare at while, you know, telling them that he was going to be a father in some, <laughs> some other things. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. A, a, something to center him when he's in the middle of a terrible, terrible
1: Yes. Confession. Uh, I, uh, I can't even imagine how that conversation mm. went. But they, they get um a little fixated on the idea of burl clocks and, and what a burl is. And they kind of get to it. They read a definition. But I worked with a lot of wood products in my second job. And I just want to say that a burl is just a tree tumor. It's just where mm. the wood all of a sudden kind of goes crazy and does a little knot and that's what makes it beautiful because it's tree cancer Hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow when you put it like that it sounds so beautiful it really sounds it really
1: does doesn't it and then andrew um i don't think andrew quite got what luke was saying but he was i guess trying to relate to um, the idea of having something to focus on while you're talking. And he was telling a story about when he was a kid and his parents were talking to him about something very serious. And he was obsessively picking apart a napkin into tiny little napkin pieces or balls. That does not surprise me about Andrew. One bit. My mom likes to fidget with stuff, but she channels it by...
2: For instance, saving all of her Starburst wrappers for two years and then braiding a huge chain out of them. Like she'll do this crazy <laughs> origami thing where she like folds them and then makes an, a loop and then hooks the next one into the loop. And then she comes and you could make a, a Christmas tree garland out of the Starburst wrappers that she's got. Or she'll take her M&M's and sort them by color while she's talking or whatever. Wait, she does. wait, wait.
1: Doesn't everybody sort their M&M's by color? Yeah, I suppose.
2: It's weird if you don't. Yeah.
0: We'll link her Etsy in the show notes where we can get the Starburst <laughs> yeah. chain mail.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and in emails for the day, uh, Kirsten wants to uh, contribute to the discussion from last week about the king of Thailand and his crop top half shirt. And she says exactly the things that Meredith, you brought up in the recap last time: in yeah. that it, it looks like his tattoos are fake and that he has a pet poodle named Fufu. I felt very superior. I was like, I know this already. We already <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> we must have read the same Daily Mail article. Yes. And Luke speculates that the purpose of this crazy crop top then is t- purely to show off all the fake tattoos. It's so weird. I know. I, regardless of anything else about this guy, I think he's got some significant psychological issues going on. Yeah. I am glad that he is not my king. Um,. Then Andrew goes into something that's unrelated to emails that he's been thinking about, and he says he shouldn't talk about it, but then he starts talking about it, as they always do, and <laughs> wants to know if somebody tried to pay Luke with Canadian money up there in the Bay City by the border, would he take it? And um, this leads Luke to make some Criticisms as to Canadian driving habits. <laughs> he says that they drive way faster, and he doesn't know why. Um, oh, and he drops in that if it wasn't for uh, the possibility of getting a ticket, he would drive ninety miles an hour all the time. So of that's course. great. Thank goodness for law enforcement. Uh, and I think uh, in the end, he said, "I guess, I guess." Oh, what Luke said was that. If it was a choice between $10 in Canadian dollars or ten no dollars in American dollars, he would take the Canadian and go, just go exchange it and take the hit on the exchange rate.
0: If only you had a device in your hand in which you could look up what an exchange rate would be yeah. and just ask for the extra dollar and a half or two dollars. I don't know wow. if light phones do that, though. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> right. I, I had the info in my Nano, but now it's lost. Yeah, I think it fell lost. into my asshole. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we In Michigan, you see Canadian money all the time, and it's treated basically exactly the same as, as U.S. money. You just pretend like it's, it's valued the same. <laughs> and it works everywhere except for in, you know, vending machines and, and mm-hmm. parking meters and things like that. You just get uh, coins, though. You don't get any paper money.
1: Uh yeah, mostly just coins. Yeah. And
2: obviously like toonies don't work in the states.
1: Yeah, we usually end up seeing Canadian quarters every mm-hmm. once in a while, but They're a lot of quarters and pennies, yeah. Mhm. And then finally for Wednesday, they reveal, which will be important in the for future episodes, that Bill in Toronto sent them a couple of fidget spinners and Luke tried it and Carrie looked at it and said, "Nope." And
2: she woke away. up from
1: a dead sleep and said nope and went back to sleep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
1: that's why we love her. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's why Bill Curtis loves her. Can you blame him?
2: All right, Thursday, 2388, my dogs are diet barks Andrew is right off the bat with his self-loathing, uh, talking again about all these words that he shouldn't be using on the show and talking too fast. Uh, Luke says something about how he also talks too fast, but then he realized he was listening back at double speed. Um, I can't, I can't really judge this because I also listen, I listen at one and a half speed just to get it over with faster. Um, so I have no idea if they're talking too fast or not.
0: I can't do it. Sometimes, uh, like I'll, I don't know, something will brush against the, my phone or something and it'll propel it to one and a half times speed. And, and I'll be listening for like a minute and I'll be going, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking hurry? Why, why are we rushing through the, and then, and then eventually I'll be like. All right, that uh, that voice sounded too high, and so I will look at my phone. and Go, oh, I've been going one and a half for a while. Let's, I got to stop this bullshit. I just can't one do and it. a
2: half for TBTL. One and a half is good. Um, I guess when I, I listen get used on to it. when I listen on normal speed, I'm like, what is taking so long? So boring taking. And two, but two is way too much. I would, I would. Oh my god! Too much. If I yeah, I've at, sped it up to speed. two,
0: and it's. Uh Half Speed is entertaining if you want to yes. know what it would be like if they were hammered <laughs> doing the show.
2: Yep. Um, Luke mentions that uh, he had a fid- fidget spinner on stage with him. Um, for some reason, they start talking about Carrot Top and Gallagher and get kind of into the weeds about um, the feud between the two brothers, Leo and Ron. Uh, how Ron has been kind of uh, stealing Leo's. Is it the other way around? No, you're right. Ron, yeah, Ron is touring kind of ambiguously as Leo and kind of fooling people into thinking he's the right Gallagher. See,
0: going to a Gallagher show, that's really stupid. That's really <laughs> stupid. But if I found out Anne went to a Gallagher show and enjoyed Gallagher, I'd be like, ah, I I love Anne, and she, she has one stupid thing that she does. Yeah.
1: Oh, she man, when he Gallagher. brings that watermelon out.
0: <laughs> wow, that's entertainment.
2: That sledge is something else.
0: Mm-hmm. What a brilliant idea. And it still mm-hmm. has legs somehow. It's
2: never not funny. Yeah. Um, Luke mentions that on stage uh, with his fidget spinner, he handed it to Sherman Alexie, but Sherman Alexi has OCD and he was slightly sexually aroused by it. So um, he took it away. And Andrew, I think, was kind of horrified by that. <laughs> Um, they mentioned the KUOW quiz. And as we know, Andrew's obsessed with quizzes, and he was kind of jealous that he didn't get to do the quiz with Luke. Um, the dazzling donor for today is Christy Wise, yay. the nice lady. Yay. And yay, Christy, they talk a lot about how wonderful she is. And we all agree, they give her an associate producer credit on the show, basically. <laughs> Um, And she plugs the Archive Project, of course, and uh, asks Chris Hayes to follow her on Twitter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She never misses an opportunity to do that.
2: And then she, of course, demands that uh, they play the spreadsheet song. It's always good to listen to. Mm -hmm. The top story, sort of, for today is this: uh, the story of debauchery in Minnesota, the last... Uh night that they're in town, the whole reason they're there is Saturday morning fundraising. They're supposed to be there to knock it out of the park during Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And uh, Friday night, the guys got super drunk and stayed up till at least 2. Luke's phone died, so he slept in, woke up at about 9.47, still drunk, ran to the station, tried to get in at 9.57, and his key card doesn't work. And there was a guy who wouldn't let him in the building. Uh, and then there was another guy who offered to walk him into the building. <laughs> These people are serious about their security. But he probably looked like a mess. You know, mm-hmm. he probably did look like a bum. He probably had a shirt on backwards and was soaked in whiskey or something. Um, but he actually did eventually get in and made it on the air in time for their first break and raised a whole bunch of money. So pretty terrible. Um, Andrew did something very similar um, ran there, was out of breath. <laughs> he felt super guilty about it. He's the only one of the two of them who mentioned feeling guilty. I think. Uh, oh, he
0: wouldn't and, have done that if not for Luke. I mean, he he I, would yeah, have been and there. Yeah, and Andrew talks time. about
2: how kind of how they enabled each other the night before. Like everyone's doing it, and I can hang, and we're all in this together. But you're kind of on your own when you wake up at nine forty-seven, <laughs> and
1: your friends are depending on you.
0: <laughs> Morning, you is going to hate evening, you at that point.
1: <laughs> yes. I had a hard time figuring out how I felt about this because I was as responsible at 16 as I am at 40. I never was crazy and I never wanted to party and I would never behave in this way. And so there's a part of me that's going, well, yeah, everybody oversleeps one in a wh- every once in a while. And the other part of me is like, oh my God, I can't believe how irresponsible this was. And I was thinking if I was Amy Wu who was incredibly gracious about the whole thing and uh i'm wondering if that's sort of enabling their behavior a little bit but if i was amy Wu, i would have been like oh no big deal it all worked out in the end let's just get on with the thing and then i would never invite them to help again right mm-hmm. exactly
2: yeah. I mean, this seems like something I, – I agree with you, Anne, about this kind of conflict of is this – is this how terrible is this? This is something that like a 22-year-old does. This isn't mm-hmm. something that 40 wonderful-year-old men do anymore. It shouldn't be anyway, um, especially when they're on a work trip for a specific mm-hmm. purpose. You You kind of have to focus all your attention on that thing and make sure that you can show up for it and do your best. And it sounds like they did raise a lot of money, so all's well that ends well, but – um, it, it's doesn't mean nothing, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it seems kind of unprofessional to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, top story number two is HB 35, 3535. Um, Texans can now hunt feral pigs and coyotes from hot air balloons, but it doesn't mean we think we're better than anyone else.
1: <laughs> you guys have just been waiting for this day, haven't you?
0: <laughs> well, I... I've had my eye on a hot air balloon for a long time, but really had no practical use for it. But uh, now I can justify the purchase.
2: Well, it's it's interesting. I I couldn't figure out at first why hot air balloons, like what a strange conveyance. But um, it's because the hogs have figured out the sounds that the helicopters make. Right, they right. They're
0: extremely a, smart. They passed a law a couple of years ago or last year. I can't even remember how long ago it was that you could hunt from hunt them from helicopters. But the, mm-hmm. the hogs are like, hey, there's a fucking helicopter. I'm out of here. Now they'll be, the hogs are on the lookout for j- big shadows.
1: Yeah, they learn, they'll learn what a balloon is. Yeah, maybe the fact that the helicopters can move with speed sort of makes up for it. Now you're in a hot air balloon and you see a, a hog somewhere and you're like,
0: <laughs> hang on. You, you can get a <laughs> beat on a two-legged turtle, but, but you, you're not going to catch up to a, a Razorback.
2: Oh, I think Stumpy could outrun a Hot Air Balloon. <laughs> Stumpy, so he's getting away.
0: <laughs> God damn it!
2: Now feral hogs. If you're not, I didn't know anything about this until I moved to Texas. And feral hogs are fascinating. They're they're extremely invasive, extremely destructive, mm-hmm. and dangerous. Mean um, as fuck. Yeah, and they're they're extremely smart. And it's hard to trap them. It's hard to kill them. It's hard to control them. And it sounds like the whole like there's large portions of the southern united states that are at risk for invasion and texas is kind of ground zero for it it's mm-hmm. people who have abandoned their farms and the pigs have gone feral and so i think for a while i was reading a little bit about this um the agricultural commissioner sid miller uh who has declared a hog apocalypse um so they were trying to to use chemical warfare basically and they were trying <laughs> to poison them but that's also a really tricky thing to do because there's no way to guarantee that it's just the hogs that are going to get it um and the, the poison that they use is warfarin, which is a blood thinner. It's actually a medication. And it's something that is in rat poison, too. But it, it's not a great way for them to, to go. Um, so And there's not been a lot of studies about it. And then you can't use the, the meat because this is often something that is served in restaurants. I see wild boar on, the re, on, on menus a lot. Um, but it has to be uh, slaughtered in a certain way for it to be usable. Do you have
0: to land your hot air balloon after you blast one of the hogs? And then <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> That sounds like a hassle.
1: Maybe you can just like know. drop a flag on the hog that like marks it as yours and then come back later, yeah. maybe you'd work in teams and there's a truck or something I don't know i i i next time I'm
2: out in hill country i'm gonna i'm gonna get out my binoculars
0: and see if I see any hot air balloons. There was a horrible around. hot air balloon accident a few months ago down here. a lot of people died, really yeah, it wasn't they weren't hunting hogs it was just oh. like a tourist thing, and it was probably five ten miles from our house it hit a Yikes. power line and just disintegrated just went up in flames
2: yeah they're scary
1: i don't i don't think i would ever no i don't want to get in a hot air, air balloon. balloon i would, would totally would want to do it really yeah
0: now that i can shoot guns out of it maybe
1: yeah
2: <laughs> i don't know too much about guns but isn't there a significant kickback when you shoot like a big gun how is that going to affect your hot air balloon
0: i don't know we'll find what out if you
1: accidentally shoot your hot air balloon
0: we'll, we'll find yeah. out whatever it takes effect
1: What if there's like a spark from the gun? You ignite all that. All that flammable gas.
2: Oh, boy, this is a bad idea. Come on, Texas. Uh, We get an email from listener David, who suggests uh, a name for their segment about royals, which I think they had settled on Dingus Crown Affair, but he suggests crowning around. So much better. Yeah, so now they're going to... They, they need more royal news so they can use crowning around. We just need a good theme song for it now. The so
0: Sterlington so. update. $19.19. <laughs>
2: 19. Um, we also get an email from Jeff, Dr. Jeff, Ph.D., and he talks about uh, how in Europe a doctor and a professor are two different things, and it's... Uh, actually harder to get the title of professor and this is in reference to Andrew talking about his professor in college who got angry that he did not refer to her as doctor and um, Jeff suggests that perhaps she was being defensive of her professor colleagues in in Europe is it professor Dre then <laughs> oh yeah well, in we, it depends on what level of schooling he's had if he's written yeah hmm I'm sure he he's been be
0: published the president of rap but. Yeah, it's the, he is the president of rap music. That's true. He has that to fall back on.
2: Right. He'll be okay. Um, and then finally, we get an email from Summer. She was kid-free for the evening, and she originally wanted some spicy Korean barbecue. And this is a rather convoluted story about how she landed on DQ, but her husband went to the grocery store and she got a gross burrito. Um, and then he went to the gym, so she snuck off to Dairy Queen to get a fried chicken sandwich and a root beer. And Luke wonders if there's such thing as good diet root beer. And that sounds terrible to me.
0: If you're gonna have a root beer, just have a root beer. It's so good. I've heard that um, diet Dr Pepper, as far as uh, comparisons to the real deal, is probably the best diet drink.
2: I would agree. I'm not much on diet soda, but diet Dr Pepper is actually pretty tolerable. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not root beer.
0: Right, right. Diet Diet soda is not my jam. I'd rather just drink water, but. Uh, people that are passionate are passionate, uh, but I don't think I've never met anyone passionate about diet root beer though.
1: Oh, I like the diet barks. Oh, yeah. it's good.
0: Yeah, but it's not your drink of choice.
1: No, not really. You're a diet Coke girl, right? Yeah, yeah, I I don't need anything more than a regular old Diet Coke
0: during snack.
1: Right during snack, second snack or third <laughs> snack, uh, all snacks.
0: Okay. <laughs> Okay, Friday, 2389, the Frenchman's gondola. Luke is in Wallingford again in a blousy shirt and, and underwear he's bought on the road because he can't <laughs> count.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, how do you miscount how many underwear you need? You just know how many days you're going to be gone and then you add one right. just in case. Oh, he's, yeah. He travels all the time. How does he screw this up?
0: You always got to add one. Oh, and, totally. And you could be someone else's hero at that point too, you know, mm-hmm. like like someone else had a little bad experience. You're like, don't worry, I have an extra pair. Here you go. You don't even <laughs> Just need to whip it out of your pocket, go over yep. to the target or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, you never know when you have an accident. I had one recently that you all know about. I was, um, <laughs> I was at the discount, oh, I was at the discount tire and I was getting a couple uh, new tires on my car and. And they just handed me my key and, you know, I was ready to go. And I went out to where it was sitting by the curb. And, you know, I'd been in the lobby around a lot of people and I had a little gas and I'm like, I need to let a little gas out. Right. So I'm standing right by my car and I let a little gas out and, you know, it just feels warm. It's too warm. (laughs) Why is it still warm? A little gas
1: and a little more.
0: (laughs) That's too warm. Uh Uh-oh. So I, I, I still open my car door and I'm like, well, I'll just drive home, you know and I'll fix it there. But but I don't want to do that to my car. So I had to go back in while my car still sitting there in the ready area. You know, I'm like, "Well, fuck it. It's just going to have to stay here for for a little bit." And I had to go into the bathroom, uh take off my underwear, fire it into the trash, and uh go commando home. And you know, you know, earlier when I was legit going to the bathroom in that bathroom, nobody Nobody, you know, I, I'm I'm peeing and I'm washing my hands and nobody's bothering me. The second I went in there with this big problem that I've got to handle, man, people are pulling on the handle and knocking <laughs> and talking and asking, is there somebody in there? Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I've got a situation in here. So, yeah, that shit can happen. It can happen on the road. Get yourself an extra pair. Do your count. Add one. Yeah, just like you said, Ann. It's not... it's, it's it's not rocket science.
2: I usually add more than one, and it's not because of accidents. It's not like I'm shitting my pants all the time when I'm traveling. It's more because I change my clothes several mm-hmm. times a day for some reason. I just know now that I that's something that I do. And I'm not going to change back into different underwear. Like a, if I take a shower or whatever, like you mm-hmm. have to have a new pair for that. Mm-hmm. So I'll often pack several
0: additional pairs. Well, it doesn't take any room. This isn't like taking an, an extra sport jacket. You know? Right. <laughs> Just jam another pair of underwear in there. It doesn't matter. the the cost benefit works out greatly in your favor for shoving some extra underwear into your yeah. Never a bad move. Um, this this shirt. I never went back and looked at the video for this shirt. Is this kind of shirt ringing a bell? Is this something that's a it's like a shirt? Is yeah. the
1: The funny thing about it was that I listened or I watched the video before I listened to the episode, and when the video started, I thought to myself, "What is that shirt that Luke's wearing?" <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, it's not his usual gingham. Took note of this like white shirt with horizontal, I don't know, black or navy stripes on it, and I was like, hmm. Maybe not, Luke. And then there was a whole
0: discussion about it. It put me in the mind of the, the uh, when I met Emily, I had a shirt that I really liked. It was a long sleeve shirt and it was kind of in the style of a baseball undershirt and that the sleeves were colored and the were colored like green and the and the rest of it was like a cream mm-hmm. lighter color. And I love that shirt. So comfortable. I thought I looked good. Uh, the minute we were in a relationship, she was like, "Please don't ever wear that shirt." <laughs> as, as soon as she was comfortable enough to say it to me, <laughs> she had me eighty-six the shirt, and I still have it. And you know, I, maybe, maybe if Emily leaves town, I'll I'll wear it for a day. You know, because I love it, <laughs> and I think every I once look in a good. while,
1: do you just. You just take it out of the drawer and kind of look longingly at it.
0: (laughs) It's hung up, and I can see it. I I see its little sleeve hanging there. I said, I used to love you so much shirt.
2: (laughs) Reminiscent of your single days.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I miss. (laughs) (laughs) All the days
1: when I could wear whatever shirt I wanted.
0: (sighs) Right, right. I could wear pleats, tassels on my shoes, you know, all that stuff. that (laughs) I'm
2: grateful for Emily.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) All that stuff that she was just like, nope. No <laughs> tassels on your shoes. You gotta. That's gotta go. <laughs> trash for that. Us Weekly, who wore it best? Commentators are discussed. I guess somebody got off a pretty good line. I, I'm not familiar with the Us who wore it best, but I guess it's a phenomenon.
2: I suppose just washed up non celebrities commenting on other people's outfits. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: it's I like. Bloggers or people who are on like deep, deep cable shows and stuff. I've never heard of anybody who's
0: on those. The Onion makes a Chris Hayes joke. Uh, be- apparently, The Onion thinks that MSNBC is so popular because they've got beefcake like Chris Hayes <laughs> going on over there. <laughs> if you want to go for the good-looking people, like if I want to watch the news with the sound down just for the for the attractive people, you got to go Fox News on that. I mean, oh yeah, well, they're come extremely on.
2: superficial. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, about the women, anyway. Right. My, I have a friend who once said that Fox News exists because the retired hookers have to
0: have some job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: wow.
0: <clears throat> yeah. If I want actual news, where I'm going to uh, turn up the sound and listen, then yeah, I'm, I'm more MSNBC or CNN. Mm-hmm. Fox News just the constant apologizing for, for Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it is just amazing. It is funny. Yeah. Um, Wallingford parking is discussed again. Uh, as is the fist fight question, which was the question that they addressed in the newsletter video. Who would win in an actual fight between Luke and Andrew? And I totally would take Andrew in that. You, you think so? Oh yeah. Having having met Andrew, Luke's point about about Andrew's reach. I mean, you're you can't get in. You would not be able to get inside on Andrew if he decided to hold you off. Cause that's
1: true. He has long arms and big mm-hmm. hands.
0: Mm-hmm. He is about my height, but yeah, he has like simian arms and and hands, just huge.
1: But he's you know? also a scared little chinchilla on the inside, right? Uh, he doesn't have the fighting spirit.
0: Oh, I think I think once he he let loose, he would go. I, I'm uh, totally you think mad maybe.
1: Him. Maybe his rage would take over.
0: Yeah, because Andrew, I'm sorry, Luke, Luke has a quick temper, but he's he's also, you know, is quick to let it go. Like he he's a typical guy who gets in a fight in a bar, and then you're laughing with the dude later. You know, like yeah, that was stupid. We had a fight in a bar. Andrew would be like, this is this is it. This is this is the end of my life or his life. Now that I'm actually <laughs> fighting. It, well, we talked happening. about this
2: on the show a bit ago cuz there are, uh, there there've been moments in my life I'm very much like Andrew in that way. I'm non-confrontational. I don't want to fight with anybody, but there were a couple times where I snapped and I was impressed with myself at how well mm-hmm. I snapped. And I was uh, like everything that I was saying was like this is awesome. I love this. And if I was into like physically, I was yelling at two men, so I wasn't going to get in a physical altercation with them, but if I had, it probably would have been awesome.
0: Yeah, I I I don't know. I don't even think it would be close. He's physically bigger. He's angrier, and he has more bottle lip. Um, yeah. And there's no there's yeah. no evidence that either one of them can actually box. We're not talking about boxing. Cause no, right. this is
2: like
1: like sparring. Yeah, or... people
0: people don't box when they fight. You know, I don't right. know.
1: So maybe like Luke would headbutt someone and be done with it, and Andrew <laughs> would have somebody on the ground and wouldn't stop hitting
0: them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. In a blind rage. I mean, that's that's the way I picture it. But Uh, Marcy is the dazzling donor of the day and uh, drops a reference to who got her involved with the podcast. And I think we're all glad that individual is gone forever. Mm -hmm. Um, She is retiring from her army doctor position soon and wants to open a, a clinic and a tattoo removal shop, which I I think is great because she's probably you know outside of outside of having worked in a prison for a long time, having worked in the military, she probably sees so many regrettable tattoos. Tattoos,
2: yeah. Well, and it also, I'm I'm good good choice, Marcy, because uh, I think you're going to become a zillionaire. Uh, there's a lot of money <laughs> in tattoo <laughs> no. removal. It's as somebody who's gotten two tattoos removed. It's very expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it how much what's the percentage of removal to acquisition i mean how much more is it to get removed than it is to get the actual tattoos oh, in general 10
2: times probably. that's what i was gonna wow. guess i mean it depends on the tattoo like i only had i had two relatively small all black ink tattoos and those are the easiest ones to remove if you have yellow ink apparently there's something about it that's much more difficult so you could theoretically need to have a lot more treatments but i probably had eight mm-hmm. treatments each at a few hundred dollars like maybe 150 or 200 pop something like that Yikes. i don't exactly remember it was a while ago but yeah it was not cheap and it hurts a hundred times more than really put on it hurts so bad
0: so yeah. if you really want to prove you're a badass get a tattoo <laughs> and just immediately get it removed and then people will not question your your toughness
2: i've got a picture of my arm after one treatment, and I'll try and dig it up and send it to you guys It's horrible
0: the the thing about it too is even if even if people they get the a stupid tattoo like a cartoon character or some f- hibiscus or something that they 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 think is stupid, but they don't want to go through the expense and pain to have it go away those just say those tattoos remain forever people are still going to break up with other people uh, with whom they've had name tattoo Mm -hmm. so those tattoos are always going to need to go so there's going to be a market no matter how much tolerance there is for for shitty uh tattoos you're just not it's be like me seeing that shirt you know it's painful i want to Yeah, maybe should just move it somewhere else like I don't want to see her name on my arm every day for the rest of my life because she's a, a bitch and a slut and I hate her, you know?
2: Well, and this, it, it becomes a safety issue, too, when you're talking about ex-gang members and things like that. Mm-hmm, they really, true. really need them removed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. Um, Silver Linings Playbook. I, I think I've talked about that sports blender before that took me out of that movie, too. Such a great movie and... Just one thing that anybody on the set could have corrected. Anybody who'd ever watched a football game (laughs) or heard about a football game could have corrected it. But I I just can never believe that these things get through because there's like 30 people there. And not one camera guy or light guy or sound guy is going to go like, that's not a thing. To have him say something else. I watched a
2: football game once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What he said makes no sense. So have him say something else. Anything he would say in this situation is going to make more sense than what he said. And it's going to take millions of people out of this movie. So wow. um, so I blame the whole crew on that. Not the, not the director, not the writer, not the actors. You know, I blame the entire crew and, and especially... Everybody involved. <laughs> everybody <laughs> involved. Everybody. Such a good movie. Top story. Computers. Um... The repercussions of what's going on with the uh, echo um, this is where this is where I'm kind of lost in my notes because I don't care about these things <laughs> I don't want one I don't what's are people getting in trouble is their device getting them in trouble what was what was the deal here
1: The thrust of the story was that um, we're trying to make the artificial intelligence sound more human oh and so that's going to screw us up because as humans, we uh, respond in the similar manner in which we're addressed. So if the robots are really casual with us, we're going to be really casual back to the robots, to use Andrew's term. And mm-hmm. then it's all going to be a big old spiral. It's going to make it harder for them to
2: understand what we want.
0: Yep. Oh, because we're, we're just going to figure their hip and we'll start talking to them like we talk to each other instead of... right. How yes. I talk to Siri, which is like, please call Emily. <laughs> and, it, and it goes, oh, okay, calling Steve. You know, it's like, oh. Targus, Targus. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And
1: then they got into a whole thing about how robots in the 80s were very judgy. And that's why they were talking about Knight Rider for so long.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of Knight Rider... And David Hasselhoff, um, I I took my bride to see Baywatch on uh, oh yeah on Friday, yeah we went to the Alamo and and saw Baywatch and it, I got to tell you rollicking good time and um, you know I I don't I neither one of us was a Baywatch watcher like I think between us we've probably seen maybe three total episodes but none from front to back but um, there was a there's a strong reason to be going to that movie. Two strong reasons, and those were yeah. uh, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson and Zac Efron. So
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I I took that bullet, but it was fun.
2: I heard The Rock was actually really really great.
0: He's he's always fun. He's always great. Yeah. And and um my my favorite moment from the movie was that Zac Efron plays a an Olympic swimmer, a disgraced Olympic swimmer uh who is an an alcoholic. And there's a picture of him on Facebook and he's scrolling through the comments and somebody said, um, why does this douchebag get to have so many abs? <laughs> <laughs> just, the, just went by real quick on the screen and I was like, yeah, that sounds like a real comment. Somebody, the number of abs. Somebody would make. So, anyway, that, that's my uh, that's my side story on this top story that I didn't understand. Um, And top story two, the... Beta Amazon Kit is talking. I I don't I don't understand any of this stuff.
2: Oh oh so Luke got invited to a beta. Oh the beta test, test right. And he won't say what it is, but it's clearly the Sonos uh, speaker system, and they're trying to
0: integrate it with the Echo. He was lady. excited to do this, right? Wasn't he lobbying hard? Yeah to yeah
2: you have time? to you have to opt in to it. I've got Sonos speakers too, um and but I don't have an Echo so. Uh, and I also don't care, uh, but <laughs>
1: I, I'm I'm 99.9% sure he was talking about a Sonos thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And the the greatest thing about this was when he was like, so Andrew, what do you think is going to be my biggest impediment to participating in this beta test? And I said, feedback. And Andrew was <laughs> like, uh, well, I don't know. And I said, feedback, doing the feedback. And then Luke was like... Uh, submitting the feedback mm-hmm. follow through yeah
0: he just wants the cool stuff mm-hmm. the latest coolest stuff uh luke fills out his expenses reports quickly i identify with that i mean why am i letting anyone have my money for any longer
2: than... no you fill those out the second you get back <laughs> right
0: right i and like phyllis dreads it and i get it i mean there's there are a lot of people that dread that kind of paperwork or whatever but when especially
2: it's, when you have to do it all the time i don't do it all that often so it's kind of like yay money
0: right right i'm i could because i you know I, I would like charge everything on these trips and then it's like hey i got this little cash you know and it felt good but then you're like oh i gotta now gotta I gotta pay, pay, the pay the credit, credit card bills <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice to get your cash back as quickly as mm-hmm. you can and also it's not is it's not like doing your taxes where you're like uh, I'm I bet I'm gonna miss something and I don't quite understand what's going on over here. With your expenses, it's like, no, I got this. Then give me my money back. Yeah. Voicemail, Corinne, Steve Holt is a Walsh. I have no idea what that means.
2: <laughs> oh, so <laughs> they were t- discussing uh like last I week. I told you guys
0: I told you guys that uh, these Friday <laughs> notes. I have no idea. I just watched there are Baywatch no characters.
2: Mm-hmm. There are characters that are only referred to by their first and last names, and she came up with Steve Holt, as somebody who's always referred to mm-hmm. by, as Steve Holt, not just Steve. And then she also mentioned that they, she's got a local politician named Steve Holt, and so she has to live through a nonstop signage that just yells Steve Holt at her all the time. Oh,
0: it's like Bob Sacamano in, in Seinfeld. They never just say my friend Bob or yeah, Mr. Right. Sacamano. It's Bob Sacamano. All right. Well, thanks for explaining Friday to me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) you guys have anything else?
1: Uh, I just wanted to say that they were running out of time, and so they decided to skip the rest of the emails and possibly (laughs) sometime in the future do an all-email frenzy show, and they said Mm -hmm. that they had some really intense, riveting emails that they wanted to share. And I was like that you will never get around to playing now. No. I mean, let's just kiss those emails goodbye. I think we're done with them.
0: I'm not Sorry, a fan guys. of the email frenzy because I, I think when it's something's interesting, talk it out, you know? Not like We're in a 30 seconds. On, someone's brought up something interesting. Let's put 30 seconds on the clock.
1: <laughs> well, email frenzy is more of a concept than a reality.
2: Yeah, that's true. It never actually, they never adhere to the timer. So does
0: it really matter? yeah. I, I noticed uh, I noticed the uh, one of you wrote that they're, they're still butt about the being pontooning being pointed out.
1: Yes, Andrew brought that up in the during the dazzling donor section where he, he says that he got called out for using the word pontooning instead of platooning. I think <laughs> and you
0: I knew that meant you. You, you did, did the original calling out, though.
1: I did, but you were the one that put it on Facebook. Well, yeah.
0: So, any questions for Amy Wu or something? I was like, I don't know. Ask her if there's a left-handed public radio person she pontoons with at NPR or something. <laughs> <laughs> he does it, He deserves the, this. Uh huh. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lay off it. So, <clears throat> all right. Music for your weekend. Andrew Rod Lee dance my pain away. Luke John Prine. She is my everything. And TIFF in Chicago, The Frights with Tongues. So there you go. I, hey, at least I got the music for your weekend, even though I didn't quite understand um, anything about all of the Amazon bullshit or Steve Holt <laughs> is a Walsh. Uh, got the music for your weekend. Nailed it.
1: Yep. As long as you stick the landing, right? Yeah, Who cares absolutely. what happened before that?
0: Yep, Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Then let's head to housekeeping for today. Uh, I hope everybody heard the special little um, burst of an episode that came out that Mike talked about at the top of the show, announcing new merch in the merch store. Uh, head on over to littleredbandwagon.com. We have got men's and women's t-shirts and tote bags and mugs, and the designs for the t-shirts and the tote bags were. Uh, Christie's brilliant idea and sourced by the tens so that's pretty cool and she's still thinking about other things that things that she wants to put in the merch store now that we have sort of gotten it all figured out i think we're going to have some more stuff go up there soon so i'm
2: so excited i've got a sweatshirt and a t-shirt and a tote bag coming my way
0: i have a hoodie for me and for emily a t-shirt and a tote bag
2: You better believe I'm flooding the the LRB page with pictures of these things. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Excellent. Uh, As always, the Archive Project continues. Remember, for each archived episode you submit, you're entered into the raffle to win a wagon full of loot from one of us. Uh, If you are buying things on Amazon, and I know you are, please use our affiliate link lrb.com slash Amazon to give us a few pennies. Uh, We don't know yet this week uh, what earbuds and earworms is going to have going on because... Uh, It's not posted yet. And Meredith, you said Amy has a power outage. Yeah,
2: there's storms. I mean, it's raining here, too. And there's kind of storms across the south. So it doesn't surprise me that her power went out. So she's not able to post the show yet. And I don't know what it's going to be about. So I guess we'll have to find out
0: together. Storms have hard locked the earbuds and earworm system at this point.
1: (laughs) But we'll we'll get out of it. We'll get those uh, overnight ratings for you as soon as we can sort that out. And uh, send in your favorite LRB moments as Christy uh, spins her little web and makes her plans for a, a best of LRB clip show. Um, let us don't know, bother LRB with LRB penis Light. fingers. We
0: already we're already all over that <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the that was the layup. When as soon as Christy put that in the chat, I'm like, well, penis fingers, obviously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've nominated sit your ass on the seat. I think this is going to be an Anne. It's clip mostly show.
0: Anne. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. If you want to get involved with the show, go to littleredbandwagon.com. There's a form you can fill out to be on the show. All our contact info is there. Check us out on Facebook, our page or the Sten's page. We often lurk around there. Our show Twitter is LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's
1: 802-432-8285. And with that, and why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is The Next Party. We love you, Jen. Nailed
0: it. I like
2: turtles.